Building ideas and solving problems with me, Gunner, and there, Kyle, sitting next to me in the nice sunny afternoon here in beautiful downtown Davis. I got the weather wrong. I'm sorry. You're listening to 95.7 FM on your dial and uh, KDRT.org outside the coverage area. Today, I'm going to talk about obstruction, prejudice, and performing artists and political science. We'll have a few passages from uh, The Raging Torrent by I.P. Freely. Stay tuned. And Mr. Guzman will not be with us today. He was expected, but he had a basketball game to coach. We Next all week, have something maybe. to learn, as I said once. All of us always. 792-1648 if you want to call. Jagger, and that's start me up. We're going to start me up here in a minute. Obstruction. I guess it's the epitome of sore losing. Obstruction. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said we should give Trump a chance, and uh, and I said some things that I probably shouldn't have said, and I think Kyle said some things we probably shouldn't have said, but uh, uh, obstruction is the next thing that I want to talk about, and I want to say just this about it. It is the epitome of sore losing. We've got a country that needs to be run. And economically, socially, uh, worldly, and uh, we need to unite as a people. We're divided. We're a divided nation right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about prejudice. It's a problem in this in this uh, in this country we live in. It's a problem because it's gotten. You know, I don't know. It's evolved from one thing to another, and it's not pretty, and it's not useful. I think it's the only thing the Democrats have in their playbook. Myself, uh, I'm tired of it. If you if you believe anything, that WikiLeaks Wiki might be uh, might be a bad guy to some, but I'll tell you, he, he they haven't proven him wrong yet. He says he he, he taps his email and he lets everybody see it, and uh, prejudice is on both sides of the aisle when it comes to uh, politics and politics politicians make strange bedfellows i wouldn't sleep with a politician in a million years uh and then we're going to talk a little bit of artists and political science i think the reason that artists are uh, talk politically is because somebody gets them to do it they're popular because of their art and craft and so somebody comes to them and says would you say something about this politically 
and they don't know sick and from comeback about what to do, but they'll do what they're asked to do, and uh, they make a miserable job of it. Now it's a foregone conclusion that the media and most of the artists that speak uh, they're all in cahoots. And they're all just saying fake news. It's uh, much ado about nothing and or insufficient evidence. I like how she started off by saying we've been vilified, the media, Hollywood, and one other entity. I don't remember what the third entity was. And I'm thinking to myself, you are the problem. And again, this is what this is the Democratic playbook. It's all they do. They're the problem, and they project the problem on the Republicans or on everybody else. They need to step it up. They're raising snowflakes. I mean, think about this, folks. Your kids in college are now getting timeouts because they couldn't handle who was elected. This didn't happen 20, 30, 40 years ago when bravado was in charge when men were in charge when whoever you want to call it was in charge this country is so wussified it's off the chart 5307921648 if you don't understand what i just said holler or if you'd like to explain how what i just said isn't true holler but i'm a little tired of gunner and i sitting in here as adults having to apologize for the facts that we speak Last week, as far as I know, there wasn't anything that said that wasn't true. Today, we are feeling like we should have to apologize because the snowflakes. And sadly enough, it's half of you adults out there that can't handle the truth. I just had dinner with one of you the other night at the bar at Biba's, which I will share with later, who couldn't handle the reality of the election. Can't wait to share it with you. Folks, this has got to stop. We have to step it up. We may have some quotes later. Kyle says he has a boatload. I'll have some expert from the Raging Torrent by IP Freely. So stay tuned and uh, call us at 792-1648 if you want to call talk. Uh, I've said all I want to say about obstruction, but I do think prejudice is a problem. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it one more time. Uh, this whole business about racism is, is kind of weird. Uh, what I noticed, I had a friend of mine that... Uh, uh, kind of just typical, typical guy, but uh, he—he's uh, just. I'll tell you. Once uh, I actually had two friends of mine, and both of them uh, told me that Don Trump was a racist, and I don't see him to be any more of a racist than I'm a racist, and I don't know that I'm a racist. Uh, and then I talked to my neighbor today about it, and she said, "Well, they're racist. They're prejudiced. There's this. There's that." Uh, but racist, for most people, it's a mean thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a prejudiced thought about somebody of another ethnicity that uh, you prejudge and hate whether they deserve being hated or not. What do you call the money that the Indians got from the casinos? Wampum. Appropriations, or what do you call that word that the Indians got? They've, they're constantly getting through the casinos. What is that called? Uh, Whatever that's called, folks, I think that's what the black community is angling for. That's the only way I can justify this. I used to substitute teach, and down the Elk Grove corridor, these black kids would run up and down the basketball court yelling out the N-word. Okay? And why, you know, why do they use it? The first thing I learned in marketing was if you want to get rid of something, you want it to go away, 
you address it, you fix it, and then you move on. I mean, folks, the fact that they continue to use the word, it's as if they don't want to be helped. They're perpetuating their own problem. I mean, racism, we addressed this in the 1800s. Martin Luther King lost his life over it in 1960-something, whenever it was. I'm over it. I have more black people friends that I know that might be racist towards whites than I have white friends that are racist towards blacks. Move on. Get, was, get on with our lives. This some, is just an out. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a bunch of malarkey by the left, as far as I can tell, so that they don't have to do their job or they can continue to get votes from. I don't know what it is. Tired I, of it. I I've seen. How old are we? I've seen white cops shoot black suspects, uh, and they shouldn't have shot him. It was on cam camera, and I saw it, and I thought that's a terrible thing, and that you could you could form a conclusion from that, but that's just. Isolated incidents. I know several police, and I've talked to them about it. And there's just millions of times that nothing like that ever happens, but it does happen. And but to to kill all the dogs in the city because a few have fleas, so to speak, is to hate every white person because some of them are, in fact, uh, uh, just don't don't care for their uh, for some ethnicities or don't care for blacks and or have an attitude about it. I'll tell you, it's not like it seems. And, but what the problem I see now is that we go with words like racism or racist, and uh, it's like it means something. And it, I've been accused of being one when there was no reason for me to be accused of it other than something I said, but I was quoting somebody out of a movie. So I was making a quote out of a movie, and because I quoted the movie, I didn't use a profanity. Uh, I, it was the uh, old brother, where art thou? And uh, the blind uh, DJ, those of you who've seen the movie, uh, this guy was talking to the blind DJ who had let these guys sing into the can uh, about well, three or four months earlier, and that song went viral, and everybody liked the Soggy Bottom group. And so when this one guy was telling the blind uh, radio announcer and owner of the radio show about how they had to get him to sign a contract so they could before somebody else did so they could get the money for the soggy bottom group the blind guy said colored fellas i recall well they went in and the guy's blind and he said do you do colored music and, and that's what they talked back in the 1910s and 1920s and they all said well we are colored and but they weren't and then they sang this song uh well this whatever song it was the lonesome something or whatever anyway i quoted this lady and and she just she just nailed me she just said you know i'm terrible for saying what i just said just now and i just didn't get it but we're misusing words and it's unfortunate but so many blacks that i know and i have some friends that are blacks are so sensitive about that kareem abdal jabbar and al sharpton two two famous blacks don't seem to have any forgiveness in their heart about anything that a white person does. I, 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 they just don't. And uh, I think forgiveness is a big part of being a human being. So I think it's a problem, and I think it's a problem with the liberals. Right now it's with the, uh, the people that lost, the Democrats, the liberals, if you will, and uh, the Trumpsters or the— so-called conservatives. I don't think they're conservative. I think they're just me, me and you's mostly deplorables, as Hillary would say. Uh, but it's a problem because they use a word that doesn't 
it's not true. It's just not real. And, but they believe it's real. So my black friend did a, a, a sermon, and he's, he, he, he's afraid of Trump. And I, my right, white friend, good old buddy, said, Trump's a bad guy. I said, why is that? He says, he's a racist. I said, God, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get him to be one. Well, something he said about that Mexican judge made everybody believe that he wasn't politically correct enough. A half so, a billion dollars spent by the Clinton Foundation on TV ads programming the average snowflake got them to think he's a racist. Wow. Trump has never been a racist. His father might have been back in the day when he was in the suburbs of Queens, but even that's probably doubtful. He just owned a lot of property that was plighted, and you ran into a lot of problems because you'd run into that kind of thing with any plighted neighborhood or less than neighborhood because a lot of people are down on their luck. Anyway, that's all it is. Well, it then, isn't rocket science. Then I, I, it's, it, this it, whole it, thing ages me. It's a problem, and it needs to, it needs to be at least— I'm just saying it's a problem, and if you get it to be a problem, then you you can see you can contextualize it and not have it be a part of your world. And if enough people do that, then it's not something that will rule this world. But right now, it seems like we're uh, we're divided, and divided because of some uh, insignificant reasons. Well, I'd like to work towards a solution towards it, and then I'd like to move on, and I'd like to not talk about it anymore because I think. Talking about it is the problem. That's all we do. I think it's an out for the most part because people don't know how to communicate. People don't – they're staring at their phone. I mean – I had, I'm living in an apartment complex. I've had three people that moved into the co- apartment complex have finally communicate with me. I say something, and they say to me, don't judge me, as if they saw it in a magazine. And I look back at them, I think to myself – in which way, shape, or form am I judging you? I just say hello. Basically, Gunner, they don't know how to communicate. People don't know how to get things done. People don't know how to do stuff. So they call you prejudice. So they play the black card. They talk about the black community. It's easy. And why are we talking about it? We've got a lot more things to solve here and do here. Let's move on. I'm done. I've had it. Again, I think they're looking for the next gimme like the Indians are. And again, maybe we should have given that to the Indians because supposedly we killed off 100 million of them or something like that. And that was a horrible thing. And that could be debated on another show. I'm not laughing at it because it's right or wrong. Obviously, it was wrong. But again, you get into the slavery thing. There was more Irish slaves in this country when this country first got black slavery. We could talk about that if you want. But again, why do we keep bringing it up? We're part of the problem, aren't we? I, I don't have a problem with blacks. I don't have a problem with Spanish. I don't have a problem with Asians. I don't have a problem with anybody. Move on. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, but I, I just noticed it to be a problem today. Four hours ago, a guy approached me and said to me, uh, the reason I had a headache was because of my tooth. And then he told me the reason that Don Trump is in the office is to get rich. I said, but he's not taking a paycheck. He, he's going a quarter of a million dollars a year. That's what they pay presidents uh, these days to be presidents of the United States. Right, but we know what he means. He could do this and do that and get this and get that and all of this other stuff. But again, it's all. What, what is the real concern with that gentleman? You know what I mean? The gentleman was off the mark. So in other words, And he was so sure about himself. Right, and he's not because he doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's using an out so that he doesn't have to be... You know, he, he's got this toothache because he didn't brush his teeth. Hmm. He didn't floss. <laughs> well, he, he was just sure 
so, I mean, when he talked to me about Trump, he was just absolutely 100% right about it. And I, I didn't agree, but I didn't say anything. I mean, I just like, he just, he just had that, you know, Trump's, Trump's here to get rich, richer. They right. can't get enough money. If I was a billionaire, I would think that would be enough. But I'm not a billionaire, so, and I'm not so sure I want to be a billionaire. It is interesting, though, folks. It's I had dinner the other night, and this gentleman at the bar just sat there and told me that, you know, Hillary won the popular vote. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-huh. So what's your point, sir? And up until this point, I thought the two of them were educated. I was very impressed by the two of their conversation. Then all of a sudden, he pulled that out of his hat, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, should I even engage this? Is it even worth it? Finally, I just said, uh, sir, that's why our forefathers created the electoral vote. Oh, but then he started going on to the electoral vote. I said, so, weren't the Democrats against the electoral vote before they were for the electoral vote? Or was it the opposite, sir? Where are you going with this? And then he just starts to, I mean, folks, there, I have a new law, by the way. I, I've come up with a solution to all this. I think we, anybody running for president, should have to put 3% of the money that they put in to get elected in a, in, a, in, a, in a savings account so that when it's all over, we can then take the loser's money of the 3%. Like, let's, let's take Hillary's half a billion she spent. What's, it, what's 3% of a half a billion? Uh, I think it's... Uh, what would you guess? Five hundred. That'd be what? Five hundred million? Yeah, it'd be a hundred and fifty something million. No, yeah. no, it'd be fifteen million. Yeah, I fifteen think. million. Yeah. So let's. So then, if she would have been forced to spend fifteen million on all of her lies to you all, maybe you'd now be feeling better. See what I'm saying? She spent a half a billion programming your brains to think Donald Trump was somebody he wasn't, and you're still believing it. Again, 530-792-1648. Could somebody call in and tell us one thing that they said about Donald Trump that really has some weight that was actually turned out to be significantly true? So I think the problem is in the political correctness because people still listen with co- and listen for political correctness. And so when they and, and, and some of the younger, more naive people believe it. They actually believe it to be true. So I have a solution. So that 3% of each side goes, and maybe in, in this case it was Trump, he'd pay 3% into it also. And whether you win or lose, that 3% or whatever that percentage is, is then after the winner wins and the loser loses, you could then spend that money uncover, uncovering and actually undoing all the lies that were told to you. So now for the last month, you would have got ads showing to you what the facts are. Uh, like, for instance, the 15 women that member had problems with Trump. Right. Where'd they go, folks? They're gone. Nowhere to be seen anymore. The guy that supposedly, when Trump used the little retarded movements towards the gentleman that was handicapped, well, I just saw a big episode and they flash back on all the Trump's talks. He uses that kind of verbiage for a lot of things, including himself. And again, that disabled person ripped on Trump first. So Donald Trump has been programmed through his upbringing to never allow anybody to beat him to the ground. 
to pick on him, to misuse him. He sues everybody. He takes on anybody that takes him on. So wouldn't it be discriminating? Wouldn't it be racist? Or wouldn't it be less than if he didn't take on the guy with disability? The guy with disability took him on first. To my knowledge, Trump never, well, twice, I think it, the one time with the lady with red hair that was running with him, I think that was inappropriate, what he said there. And there was one other comment about, oh, I think it was Mitt Romney's father was supposedly in on the killing of JFK or something like that. Oh, yeah. That was probably a little off the wall. But again, most people figured it out and or it came to, you know, it came to fruition that it was just whatever. He made a, a slip or two, as probably most of us would have. But for the, for the most part, folks, everything else was just a lie, a rouge created by the mass media. Hillary campaign, half a billion dollars smear campaign. So my thought is if they took 3% of their funds and when it was all over, turned around and put it on like the Super Bowl or whatever that everybody watches and advertised to you all that, hey, uh, we just lied about this and we lied about that. And, you know, it kind of be better if we just told the truth from the beginning. But that might be asking too much. I don't know. And, and on, on the truth telling part, uh, when the artists get up and when the artists are approached by and this this is the Clintons aren't the first. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to Google it or uh, Siri it to find out when they started asking movie stars and artists to uh, say things politically. Because they, they, they don't know anything. It's just that they are popular. And so if you're popular, a lot of people, will, you'll have their ear because, you know, that guy, you know, he gunned down 11 people at the OK Corral. So let's listen to him. I remember the Rat Pack electing Kennedy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, that would be as far back as I could go. Celebs uh, are asked to say things because they're celebs, not because they know anything. And, in fact, they don't know much. They don't have political prowess. Who does? In that case, who who has political prowess? And so it was a half a billion she spent, huh? I think uh, Trump spent about $400 million. Uh, anyway, close to a half a billion. Anyway, I think PC is a problem. They Poli might have spent as much as a billion dollars. I don't know. I've never looked it up, but it's just it's a large amount of money. Yeah, yeah. All for naught in this case. So one of the reasons people are upset is because they have an unfulfilled expectation. Well— Kyle and myself on election night thought that Hillary would be elected because the news said she'd be elected. The polls said she's going to happen. It's going to happen. It was just one of those things. And uh, when we start seeing the results, it's like, well, the polls were wrong. The media was wrong. Wow, they just didn't get this one right. They missed it. And everybody's so disappointed. But disappointed because they expected something and didn't get it. So, But it's time to move on. It's certainly time to move on. I'm with you, Kyle. Let's stop talking about it. Artist. Artists are uh, now, they're right with the media. Fake news is just their forefront. The best thing you can get out of the media, the drive-by media, is fake news. And uh, when Robert De Niro or Merle Streep or pretty much anybody speaks, with the exception of maybe Ron Reagan, rest his soul, uh, it's not so. It's just not so. It's just what they say. So they can cry. They can snivel. They can laugh. They can have fun. It doesn't really matter. You got a reading? I do. Uh, it's going backwards today, but I'll go backwards just because that's the way it's dictated. Looking to show off your support of Grassroots Radio? KDRT has T-shirts and stickers available for you wearing and tagging pleasure. Get yours at Davis Media Access, open Tuesdays through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Find us at 1623 5th Street, Davis, California, just east of L Street. 
in Davis. Ruben Guzman, he's a coachruben.com, health, energy, success, training leaders to be champions. He wanted the topic to be, let's get real about the health of our country. We need to build a stronger population. He's going to be on a future show. His son had an emergency basketball game or need of a coach for that game or something because the coach got sick. So I think he became the coach for that. Ruben and I are on the same page about coaching. I think if you can, if you want to achieve anything or, or accomplish something and you can use the benefit of a coach, it's always going to help you. It's, a, it's somebody with a different point of view supporting you in achieving your goals. You're reading about one on that thing over there due to the distance. Am I? I don't know if you want to turn your thing up or get closer or whatever else. Okay. Testing. Hotel one, two, guest dies. This is a funny one. I want to. This is uh, just. I thought this was just wild. Where? A hotel. Where, well, it was the Washington Post. He. Uh, I read it to you last week. I think it's in D.C. somewhere. A hotel guest dies in a ten-story plunge down a boiler shaft. Wow. Death is not a funny thing, but this I just found was quite quirky, goofy. I don't know what you call it. A hotel guest who had gone to the roof of a Washington hotel seeking a good view shortly after New Year's was found killed early Sunday when he fell into a boiler shaft and tumbled 10 floors to the basement. And it happened at 2.30 in the morning, so I'm assuming it was right after the bars closed. He might have been somewhat inebriated. According to the D.C. police, it took firefighters about an hour to retrieve the man's body. Rachel Shar, a spokesman for the D.C. police, said the victim was a male guest at the hotel and that he was on the roof with another person, possibly his girlfriend. What do you think happened, Gunner? Oh, I think he uh, didn't see the hole, maybe. Maybe he was doing tricks for his girlfriend to impress her. I don't know. But at 2.30 in the morning, generally, when you're on the roof at 2.30, I've been on many roofs in my life, but at 2.30 in the morning, with the exception of the Virgin Sturgeon, which we did right after the bars closed, uh, <laughs> usually you've been to the bars. <laughs> I can remember my younger days, I'd get on the roofs of uh, San Francisco. I remember one time I got on the roofs of San Francisco. I was a roofer, and I'm a young kid, and I'm inebriated. And I don't know why I got on the roofs, but it seemed like it was a good place to go at the time. And, uh, you turned your thing down rather than up. Is that up? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Uh, I'm, I'm registering fine. Now. Well, I know, but you turn the thing up and you get two inches from the thing when you do it, and then you back up and talk. <laughs> we're having some technical difficulties here. Hopefully you can hear what we're talking about. Call us, 792-1648, and, or listen up. Uh, you say you have a quote? I got many. Anything apropos to artists and media being fake news people? Uh, let's see. I got a couple I love. It, if a friend is in trouble, don't annoy him by asking if there is anything you can do. Think up something appropriate and do it. Edgar Watson Howe. Okay. Did you hear it? Yeah, no, I heard it. Yeah. That's my quote. Okay. I've got a couple things I wrote down I really like. To, um, let's see here. 
Um, where do I want to go? Another uh, another thing to kind of appease a lot of the listeners, maybe to give you a Trumpism. They call him the um, blue collar billionaire. And I just learned another little tidbit about him. Again, the more you get to know him, I think the more you'll become real. You'll realize that this is a guy who was born into a lot that is pretty down to earth when you really think about it, when you really learn him. His father was a very successful builder or developer in Queens, and they lived in a very normal house in a very normal part of the neighborhood. And which a lot, a lot of people think is one of the reasons he is considered the uh, blue-collar billionaire. Uh, if you watch his speech after the second or third debate, the Pope was sitting, or whatever the the archdiocese, or whatever you call the main Italian Pope guy was sitting in the middle, and Hillary was on one side and Trump was on the other, and it was this large donation award thing that they do every year. And Trump's delivery for 15 minutes was quite awesome. He he kind of let them everybody in the room know that, hey, you know, I'm moving on. I'm not just with everybody in this room. It was another thing that you might want to look at and really kind of get an idea about. It was pretty neat. I wrote, uh, who wrote this? I think actually I got this off of um, Facebook, a friend of mine. He said, it doesn't even matter what Trump's actual political beliefs are or what his policies will be. All that matters is that he was the media's designated enemy, and yet he won. This election didn't merely expose the failure of six months of campaigning by the Democratic Party. This election exposed the failure of decades of leftist propaganda trying to mold people in in a way that they want you to be. Again, Gunnar and I called the two parties control freaks and warmongers. And the control freaks are coming out in droves. I mean, think about it. Most presidents leave when they're done. Where's Obama supposedly going to end up? In Washington, trying to control everything. Wow. I mean, well, let, let it go. The guy that talked to me today, I think he was somewhat molded. I think he was just uh, far gone. Young guy. And uh, he felt like he should tell me these things. I don't know why he told me. I didn't, I didn't bring up a conversation at all. I was just sitting in the sauna. So remember when I was telling you that those that twice they came to me you're saying this finally happened to you uh-huh. yeah. yeah he read you could tell that you're a trump guy and just puked all over you that's what he did yeah, yeah. And, and i didn't i was had a towel around me i was sweating in the hot room and he he started the conversation right it's like they're having a metamorphosis it's like it, it, they're starting to realize folks when we started the show years ago we've been begging you to become an independent we're not big fans of the republicans we're not big fans of the democrats but when you're a control freak, which most of the lefts are, you know, that's the left problem as far as we can tell. The, the right, they're warmongers, okay? They, hopefully Trump will help them see that war is not the answer. And believe me, you, he's against the war. Very much so. Far more than Hillary was. Hillary was for the war. Look what she caused. I mean, look at the Middle East. It's, oh boy, I don't even want to go down that road. No. 
but it's it's you you have to accept these things to move on history i just heard i think on this radio show before us history will repeat itself if you don't learn from history and you need we i mean the fact that obama is sticking around is such a control problem, it's beyond imagination. If he did it so well, he wouldn't have to stick around. They wouldn't change anything that was done well. The, the, the left or the right or anybody, they're not going to change something that's done well. Well, he's done it so poorly, he's going to stick around to see that what he's done poorly maybe stays. For what reason? Who knows? I know Cher and Whoopi Goldberg said they were leaving the country. I, so far, I think they're still here. They're still here. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, where'd they go? Why, why aren't they gone yet? I don't know. I don't know. So, and again, folks, this is, it's not like sitting here. You know, we've had a couple of calls on this and so forth that you're driving around Davis and you're hearing this. And, uh, you know, we are talking oddly. Really? If Los Angeles County was not included in the voting... Trump would have won the popular vote also. And Los Angeles County, is my guess, is filled with a lot of Hispanics that want to save their mother and their father or their sister or their uncle from being deported, which probably won't even happen. That probably won't happen. But anyway, so if you took L.A. County out of it, Trump won the popular vote also. And of 3,000 counties in the United States, Hillary only won 500. 2,500 counties voted for Trump. And these are probably the ones in the middle that suffered. Uh, you know, the, the trillion dollars, Trump, excuse me, Obama spent $8 trillion, Bush spent $6 trillion. There was $6 trillion when Bush got there. Both the Republicans and the Democrats have spent money like idiots. But Obama spent, had a trillion dollars every year to, sh- to spend at his discretion, essentially. Well, he gave it to the cities. He gave it to the places that voted for him, the blue states. They sure didn't put it in the roads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? Remember how all those shovel-ready jobs, folks? All that stuff he was going to do. Well, Did you see any, any of it? They didn't fill any holes in the roads I'm driving on. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus knocks a strut out of my car every time I go down the road. He a trillion dollars was handed out to kids in scholarships or gave to uh, spent in that respect to then pay professors, which of course I think I'm going to guess. Most of his administration were professor types, so he fed his people. So, Bush wasted $6 trillion, eight years of that. Never should have reelected Bush. Never should have reelected Obama. He spent $8 trillion. Who cares who's the bigger thief? But now, isn't it time to move on? Isn't it time to start working together? Isn't it time to get over yourself, to deprogram yourself from all the lies that were told to you? 530-792-1648. I have a book I want to give to the first person that can come up with one solid thing about Donald Trump that really is significant, that the Clinton administration flung at him. I mean, there must have been 50 things that they flung at him. And did any of them stick? Were any of them significant? I mean, and you still have a person that won the Oscars or some Golden Globe event. I mean, these are people that, you know, for starters, have maybe an insecurity problem because they came an actor. And now we have a rewards for them. 
And now she spends her time beating up a man that quite possibly could just be trying to defend most of America from the very problem, from the media, from Hollywood. I think, I think the artists, for the most part, are exploited by the, the people that ask them to talk. I really think that's the truth. Maybe she wanted to do it, but the, she's approached. Uh, he's approached. I'm talking about De Niro and Clooney and, and different people that are approached to, to say things, support things, throw parties, do this, do that. Uh, I don't know. It seems like artists should stay, into the, stay in the artist business and not get into that nasty business. Of Would you turn your thing up? You're not even reading on it. Put that up about a half an inch on the left. Testing. Testing. And now your mouth is near it. Then you'll talk back there, and you'll keep that thing down. Okay. Okay. And he wants to be in control of the gidgets. I'm not a control freak. Yes, you are. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Call us, 792-1648. Boy, that came through real loud and clear. There you go. Yeah. Well, again, if you're up next to it, it is, but then you have a tendency to drift back about eight inches. And Anyway, I'm sitting here looking right at the control panel, and I can see that it doesn't even read. See how that green is moving up and down? That's about six, eight inches up or ticks up. I do see Yours that. Yours is maybe one or two when you when you lean back. It's like this, like there. Like oh, that. I see, yeah. Yeah, okay, folks. We've, we're playing with the lights now. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> building images and solving problems by Kyle and Gunner is not meant to uh, uh, defame anybody or say anything untrue. We're trying to find out a thing or two. We're trying to solve a problem or two. I have um, maybe every once in a while somebody could call in with a wonderful tip of the day, like how to better ourselves or uh, how to be greener. Or more eco-friendly, or five three zero seven nine two one six four eight. What is that? You, what is it that you'd like to see different? What would you like to solve? An example, uh, a real easy thing to think about would be, you know, why do we still have daylight savings? Things like that. It could be anything. I'm uh, I'm for uniting the people that are not united in this country, and for housing the people that aren't housed in this country. And I don't know how that would happen, other than have a facility for them to go to, find them and tell them to go there. Not to give them too damn many rules because they won't go if they're drunk, loaded, or anything else. And all of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have a, are prone to be uh, alter our consciousness from time to time and don't like people tell, don't like others to tell us how to behave. There's a cross-section of people that are like that that don't really want to conform to the uh, squeaky clean regu regulations to get into some warm dry place i don't know i would if it was cold enough i would pretend to but uh, uh housing the homeless and uniting our people it seems like two problems that we could uh if we could just wave the wand i would unite us as a people and uh i would house those people that are out in the rain right now or in the snow in wisconsin it's so cold in the mid in the, the east coast god it's I think we need a paradigm shift away from complaining, away from pointing fingers at somebody else, and away from, like, government doing everything for us. Remember the day when everybody used to join a club and be a member of the PTA and all these other things? And there's a lot of people out there that are, and thank you for it, and you're wonderful. That's not like it used to be? They're not doing that as I much? I don't think so. I don't—you know what I mean? And 
we sit inside and watch our blue television and, you know, just kind of, uh, well, you know, look at our phone. And... But anyway, I'd like to see that movement. How, how many readings have we done? Are you on your second or your third? I'm on my, I'm on my second as we speak. Uh, join host Rod Monsenko as he brings the best of Motown, classic R&B, soul, funk, and blues to KDRT. You'll hear it all on The Grapevine, live Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. For replay times, visit kdrt.org and click the Schedule tab. Another one down. Another yeah, one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust, yeah. Um, here's an example of what I'm talking about. I think we need to work together a little bit better. And uh, an example would be, if I'm, I'm generally speaking here, folks, when we go to war, which I hope we never do again, and I hope we grow to that point, in the past, to use you as an example of how divided we are, I think if the Republicans were in charge, we would, have, we would go in and annihilate a country and then leave. I think what happens is, is that whoever decides to go in, and maybe it's the Republicans more often, I don't really know, but we go into these wars, and then the left kicks in and decides to control the situation and tell us how to do it. But, of course, they don't want to harm anybody. And, you know, they want to kill as little people as possible, and they want to tiptoe through the tulips. Well, that's not what war is all about. And another one that's closer to home is the death penalty. No one has been executed in California since 2006 because of legal challenges to the lethal injection protocol. Now, I'm going to assume this is true, and it's 2017, so it's been 11 years. So, folks, if you have something, why not use it? And if you don't use it, why not get rid of it? I'm not even, I don't know how I feel on the death penalty. I really don't. Maybe you should have it. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe that's another discussion. But why is it that we have this thing and we never use it? This is what I think. This is an example. If I were to guess Republicans types pushed for the death penalty and the control freak left won't allow it to be done because lawyers are always, as far as I can tell, two thirds of lawyers are in cahoots with the left and they like to manipulate and control everything. So until we start getting together as a nation and become either registered independently, physically, or become you know, independently minded or become centristic in our thoughts, this kind of stuff is just going to continue to drown us. Either have the death penalty and use it or get rid of it. It's pretty simple. Dylan Roof, the guy that went into that church and shot those people, I think they were all black. It was a black church, I believe. They've uh, decided to go with the death penalty against him. Now, what they'll do is play it down, I'm guessing, before it's over. Well, not necessarily in that state. What state was that? A lot of the states have uh, had... Carolina? They carry out executions all day long, all week long. Oh. And again, I'm not saying I'm for that. I don't really know how I feel. But you surely cannot tell your son that if you don't come home by 10 o'clock, you're going to be grounded. And he gets home that night at 11... And you just kind of whimper into your room and say, oh, I wish, sure wish you were home earlier. Do you think that's going to carry that? Where do you think that kid's going to go next time? you think he's going to worry about your threat next time? No. No. And then this is what happens, folks. Then we get up as adults, and I use the word adults loosely, and, you know, we have a death penalty. For what reason? You don't use it. Again, if you're going to have it, use it. 
have some consistency, have some bravado, or have the bravado to get rid of the death penalty. Well, I think that's a state-by-state thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and some yeah. states have it and use it, I'm sure. But I, this state is pathetic. I think we're so controlled. We're so overly left. It's unbelievable. We're so we're so run by control freaks. I, I see it in the Capitol. I walk the halls of the Capitol. You go into a, an office that's Republican, which is only one-third of the offices. They're helpless because they're controlled and manipulated by the left. I think in Texas you can drive down the road with a can of beer between your legs, and I think you could be executed in Texas. Isn't that true? Well, I don't know both of those things together. I think you could probably drive down the street with a beer between your legs at some point in history, and you could probably be executed in Texas, but are you putting those things together? I heard in Texas you could actually drive down the street with a can of beer today. Oh, well, I don't know if that's true or not. I think, that's, go- I think that's gone. I'll have to I'll ask Siri. You have to Google that one. Yeah, and then the execution the- thing is another thing. It's not for a beer can in your between your legs. But yes, I think they have executions in Texas. Because one beer is not going to impair your driving very much. I mean, talking on a texting somebody is more lethal. But you're not joining those two conversations. No, I'm not. Okay. okay. I thought I heard it that way. No, I'm sorry. No, no, maybe I'm all... No, no, you're fine. You're fine. And lawyers, are you guys doing pro bono work these days? I wonder if you are. There's a lot of uh, lawyers here in Davis. And... Uh, if you're not a lawyer and you're no lawyers, you might want to ask them, folks, how, how their pro bono work is doing. And the rest of us, all of us, this is Gunner and I's pro bono work. We put, I don't know how many hours into the show each week and uh, other things in life. And what are we all doing out there, whether you're a lawyer and uh, holding up to your pro bono work or a doctor or whomever or whatever else? What, what are we doing to pitch in? The, uh, speaking of uh, lawyers, uh I was talking to a guy today, and his daughter had got the wrong medication for her epilepsy. There's, I think, three different kinds of medicine you can take. It's preferable, ideal, I guess, if you take one medicine for epilepsy. But she was taking three, and, and one of those medicines was making her ill, deathly ill. And so I said to him, I said, did you know I read the book Primal Body, Primal Mind? And it used to be heart disease, cancer, and Autoimmune deficiency were the three top killers in the United States. Now it's cancer, heart, it's heart disease first, cancer second, and doctor error is the third biggest killer of people in the United States. And he knew that. And, uh, and he said the reason that doctor error is the third largest killer in the United States of people, citizens like you and me, is because they, they, the, the lawyers write up a certain way of proceeding, performing medicine so that they can't be sued. So it's a cover-your-ass kind of thing. Uh, but they don't get the best medical service because of it, and mistakes are made. But they're so f- worried about being sued that they, they perform this way. And so consequently, the third biggest killer in the United States is doctor error. Safest place to go to stay alive is not the doctor. We have to, we've talked about this many times on the show, we need to close up probably up to half of the law schools in this country and turn them into engineering schools or clean up the air schools or anything but lawyers. I mean, we could keep a tenth to a third of the lawyers that we have in this country because we, I guess we need them, even though you probably don't need that many. But anyway, I'll give it that, that benefit of the doubt. But yeah, things have to change, folks. And we have to just be, start becoming more humane to one another. I mean, 
in 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 Britain and in, in other countries in Europe, I don't know which they are. Maybe somebody could tell us. You wouldn't even consider suing people. They don't even consider it. They don't even have. They they would be ashamed. This they would guy, be ashamed to call in. This guy has. And or they would be ashamed to have. You know, to to use a lawyer, they would they would work it out with their fellow man or fellow woman. They would have the conversation. In the old days, it was said that we used to use our our minister as the middleman, and the minister would ask the neighbor why the one neighbor was mad at the other, and he'd eventually find out what it was and solve the problem, and that would be that. We've we've gotten a little far away from that, and we. You know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I, I beat up the lawyers a lot because, well, they're powerful people and just the money that they make. And the, look at them running our country. Our last president was a lawyer. But we hire them. If we stop hiring lawyers, if we start taking responsibility for ourselves, if we act like good, humane citizens, good human beings, we wouldn't need this stuff. And like Gunnar said, a lot of that stuff with me- and medicine – the problem would go away. If, it, it, it sounds like to me from understanding just what Gunnar's been saying and kind of looking at life that these doctors are you know, they're tiptoeing. They're, they're nervous. They're, they can't do what they needs to be done. They can't prescribe what needs to be prescribed. They can't anyway. No, they, they are. And uh, they're, they're, they have a certain uh, uh, way they have to uh, do medicine. And uh, so they don't, they don't get to practice it the best possible way they have to do it so that they're least likely to be sued so it turns out to be a money deal or a money a fear of being sued it's a liability issue but it's killing people in this because we're not killing people in the united states because we're not getting the best medical service this guy could literally sue the doctor for what he prescribed to his daughter but he won't do that because that just won't help the problem that won't help the country and so Amen he, to he, him. he's not going to do that. I, I, my hat goes off to the guy. And he loves his daughter, but he's, there's no point in suing and getting money for them messing up. We mess up all the time. Uh, it's better to have the world work and his daughter be healthy. And he's going to be proactive and watch that real closely because uh, the doctors are uh, screwing up big time. Building Bar- ideas and solving problems with Gunnar and Kyle will freely offer advice but makes no guarantees regarding the veracity of any opinions shared on the air. Also, we assume no liability for said claims. And kids, please don't try this at home. Contact us at info at kdirt.org. Call in the big cheeses at 530-757-2419. Tell them what you you think we should or shouldn't do different or whatever else. That number is 530-757-2419. I have a question here. All right. It's a question about... What is the lowest maintenance rain gutter system? Uh, that's part of the question. And the lowest maintenance rain gutter system is probably galvanized gutters. Bullnose are downspout strainers worthwhile for downspouts that don't have elbows. Well, you should put screens in your downspouts so that they don't, don't clog up. And then they have to be cleaned out from time to time because they clog up, and then pretty soon the gutters overflow. Uh, the word bullnose is uh, is a type of roofing. 
Uh, it's a type of shape of a roofing. It doesn't have much to do with gutter systems. But the lowest maintenance gutter system is probably galvanized gutter. Seamless gutter is pretty, pretty low cost now. You can get them for somewhere between 5 and uh, 7 bucks a foot. And you can pay up to $11 a foot for the gutter screens, and that's a, a lot of money when you can get the gutter for 7 And is the screens the newest thing that goes over your gutters to keep the leaves out? Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. LeafGuard is one of the most uh, efficient, but they get 10 to $12 a foot. That's a lot of money for something to go over your things when you could have a college kid clean your gutters twice a year for less money. Anyway, uh, so you're a little you're a little confused by it. Well, I'm just saying that there's no non-maintenance things in the building business. I mean, you can put those leaf screens on, and you don't you can just not mess with them. But pretty soon you'll have to mess with them because they'll clog up, they'll pile up. The pine needles will get so thick you won't be able to see them. Right. So I mean, they're just not 100% <coughs> surefire. It probably also depends on what is above your house. But then again, if there was no leaves above your house, why would you put the screens on in the first place? For instance, a property I own up in Jackson, there's no, you know how that is out there in the middle of nowhere? Right. Nothing goes in those gutters. Well, birds and critters get up there and put stuff in them from time to time. Oh, so the screens would keep that out. The screens would keep that crap out. And uh, uh, as far as the downspout strainers, yes, they're worthwhile for downspouts that don't have elbows. They're actually worthwhile for downspouts that do have elbows. Uh, but downspout strainers are worth their weight in gold, and they need to be dealt with maybe once a year. In some cases, maybe once every two years. In some cases, every six months. But uh, you can't have a building, you can't have water dealing without having uh, maintenance issues because physical properties uh, contract and expand. When they get hot, they expand. When they get cold, they contract. So everything contracts and expands at different rates, metal, Stucco, cement, uh, wood, all has a different rate of contraction and expansion. So they don't, they don't, they're not symmetric. So when rud, when wood contracts, stucco doesn't contract as much. So that wood separates from the stucco, and you have a crack. And the cracks where bugs get in, and birds put their young, and and uh, water gets in. So from time to time, you have to deal with that stuff. But anyway, that's the question that was handed to me, and I'm answering it the best I know how. The love of ownership. The love of ownership. If you own a building, you have problems. You have money problems. And or uh, maintenance or responsibilities. I've got to get one more of these in. And it's the International House Davis. International House Davis promotes respect and appreciation for all peoples by sponsoring numerous opportunities for cross-cultural interaction and exchange. In addition to serving as a home away from home for international students and scholars, iHouse is a community resource for cultural discovery. iHouse hosts social gatherings, an international film series, art exhibits, a monthly storytelling program for kids, and weekly language classes. iHouse Davis is located on College Park Drive just off Russell Boulevard. For more information, call 530-753-5007 or visit internationalhousedavis.org. Thank you, sir. Good deal. And remember that a lot of you possibly could be living in a propaganda bubble that the Hillary campaign and the leftist media created. It's <laughs> 90 some odd percent lies but they but you believe those lies it's not possibly it's probably <laughs> 
So everything they are objecting objecting to is based on nothing because it was all made up. So until you come out of the bubble and see Trump for who he is, weak or not or whatever, but who, what the real him is, rather than who the left says he is, you will never recover and are doomed to live like this in this imaginary bubble of propaganda, forever being miserable over something that doesn't even exist except in your mind. So in short, he's in charge, and on the 20th, it'll be official. Uh, so let's uh, make the best of it, own up to it, accept it. Acceptance is a function of happiness. And we are all control freaks to some degree. We all have to g- control Except for myself issues. and possibly Kyle. Other than that, <laughs> no, all of us. We all are. I mean, there's. I imagine there's part of a, the breakdown of survival. They say the reason... You know, you go out and have 20 experiences. The reason you focus on the one bad one is it's the animal instinct in you that wants you to survive. So, you know, if you were an animal and you had one problem, your son could die, the little rabbit or the little lion. Well, that's in us as well. So we are probably uh, have a controlling nature about us for survival reasons and particularly in women, I would think, because of their their mothering instinct or their nesting instinct. So it might be in some of us more than others. I don't really know. You could do all that breakdown with your therapist. But the point is, we do have to learn to relax. We do have to learn to you know, realize that this propaganda machine, the media, the establishment, the Bushes and the Clintons have treated us horrifically and used and abused us and taken $20 trillion of our dollars. Both parties, folks, it's not that impressive. We have to get past this. Amen. You've got 20 seconds to. There is a distinct difference between women and men, and we'll have a show about that. It'll probably won't be popular for those listening, but it will be what so. And it might even be somewhat useful. <laughs> well, and educational it, and informative. Well, and it, it, opinions. It'll be our opinion, right? Join us for our opinion and have a wonderful time. And hopefully, we'll see you next Tuesday. And we'll catch you next.